0: Rather than dictating the how for everyone, perhaps if you can agree on a what, then how it happens, as long as what you agreed on happens, Well, isn't that wonderful? They can go left and you can go right or upside down, whatever.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community. There are many facets to personal development and yet most of what's talked about is a broad brush and generalized to the point of being tired. In their book, clinical psychologist Gary Jordan and coach Linda Ross Vega hone in on a key ingredient that a lot of people gloss over in this fast-paced and get it done yesterday world what if the key to having the life you want was as easy as understanding how perception works and there was a simple way to recognize your natural strengths what if there was an easy hack to create the relationship you want with the people who matter most would you be interested If you've ever been curious about how to be the best version of yourself, wondered what makes people tick, or explored tools to help you understand how to fit in the world, you'll enjoy Unlock the Power of Your Perception. This book will help you tap into the power of your natural strengths so you can create the life you want. It's based on a practical, groundbreaking psychological and behavioral theory. Unlike most theories of this type, perceptual style theory is easy to understand and easy to use, and it will make an amazing positive impact in your life. In a world of rapid change, pandemics, political divisiveness, and social media stresses, just to name a few, it's easy to doubt yourself and worry that you aren't enough. When life doesn't live up to your expectations, it's common to assume it's your fault. But the reality is you are enough. You have natural strengths that will support you in every aspect of your life. The key is to recognize and use those strengths. You can conquer self-doubt. You can have the flourishing career you want and enjoy deeply meaningful relationships that you long for when you understand the natural strengths already lying within you. You'll be able to stop floundering and wasting precious time trying to figure it out on your own. It's all inside. Unlock the power of your perception. Linda Ross Vega and Gary Jordan are the authors of Unlock the Power of Your Perception, Claim Your Natural Strengths, Reframe Weakness, Reshape Your Most Important Relationships. Welcome.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. here.
1: So I'm curious what brought you to write such a book.
2: (laughs) Well, Linda Ross and I have known each other far longer than we want to admit. We met when we were working on a project. I'm a clinical psychologist, and she was a project manager for a Fortune 500 company. I was been, My dissertation was on the idea that, that that you could associate the way people view the world with the skills and the talents that they had. And I used those skills with Linda Ross to help her bring the project in. And then we got to doing business together, and we thought every time we did a training on the theory, people would say, I want to know more. Do you have a book? And we'd have to say, no, we don't. And then the pandemic came, and we had the time, and we wrote the book.
1: And how about you, Linda Ross? I specialized in
0: technology in my corporate career, and I was always fascinated with how to match people to the right work. What would they thrive in? Because... People who are really doing something they enjoy and that taps into their natural abilities do a better job. Things happen on time. The general workplace is easier. It's always searching for tools uh, that would help with that. And that's how Gary and I met and brought him in on the project to help us find the right people in the right places. It took off from there. Longer than we both want to admit, that was in 1983. (laughs) We worked on our perceptual style theory, which is a model of behavior in the late 80s early nineties and actually went live with training around the theory for natural strengths and leadership, those types of things in the early nineties and have built a business around it since then. The book was our ultimate calling card that just was missing off the list.
1: So do you still do trainings then? Yes. And do you have a webpage? It's called com. What is it that that you really want people to know about this style?
0: I think the most important thing for people to know is that I think the more you know about yourself in life, the happier you are, the more you're grounded in who you are and appreciate what you do well, the stronger a foundation you have to meet life's ups and downs and deal with that. So we are very much about a strengths-based approach to life, and we believe there's a direct tie between your perception and your strength, so it's a way of helping you to identify what you do naturally well. And we, of course, are madly in love with our tool, but the point is, whatever tool you use... Take a little time to understand what you do well and do more of that. That's the bottom line message we want people to have.
1: So, I feel like I hear you saying that a lot of people are doing things that maybe they can do, but they're not necessarily good at it. It's not their passion, it's not their
2: zone. That's a great way to say it. You make the distinction of what we call acquired skills and natural skills. And there's a paradox that goes with this natural skills come to you so easily that you don't think they have much value because they're easy for you. And then you discover other people go, wow, it's amazing. You can do that and go, "What's well, no big deal because it is no big deal to you. So we, we focus on learning things that don't come to us naturally. And we, we we pat ourselves on the back because we can achieve great success or we can achieve ability with those acquired skills, but they wear us out. We get excited about putting in all the hard work rather than being able to to uh, rest in the joy of the doing rather than the getting it done.
1: Yeah, you, so many times I hear people saying that they hate their job. Yes. They won't make any changes and they keep going back, well, I'm getting paid or I have insurance. This is a way for people to, well, it says you have three easy steps to find the natural strengths and gain new confidence and abilities? Do you want to share those? The
0: easiest way to do it without having to buy a book or do anything else is to start by pick a couple of things that you do well. So how do you do that? Well, we've just talked about, we tend to not give ourselves credit. So ask two or three people that you value their opinion. What are a couple of things that they think you do well. If you trust them that'll, it'll be very, it'll be eye opening because they'll usually tell you something that you go, well, doesn't everybody and like, no, you, you really do that well. So once you're aware of that, look for the times, catch yourself, be it, you know, increase your awareness, catch yourself when you're doing them, notice when you're doing them, look for more opportunities to do those types of skills. Pretty soon you start doing more things from a natural Skill set as opposed to an acquired skill set, so it's the easiest way to get started.
1: We can learn how human perception works, and then how it has an amazing impact on our belief, our thoughts, and our actions.
2: That's the heart of the theory. We believe that there are that people see the world differently. So we are a styles theory. We've divided the world of perception into six different styles. So people, you know, receive information or receive sensation through their senses. But it doesn't have any meaning until the brain perceives it and makes meaning out of it. And what we're saying is that there are six different ways that, that people do that. And everybody has one. It's innate. You're born with it. It doesn't change. As I like to say, five, six of the world sees, sees the world differently than you do. You spend an awful lot of time around people that go, well, I don't see that. That doesn't make any sense to me. And so we end up questioning, if, is this a legitimate way to see the world? So our first message, message to people is the way you see the world is legitimate and we have a way to help you understand and to explore the way that you perceive the world and make sense and meaning out of it.
1: When you said five, six of the people... Think different than you. It it sounds like it would be really easy to get discouraged and feel like you're not on track, you're not doing the thing. So, what does it take for somebody to recognize that? And then, what do they do to get? I don't know a different friends group. What is the (laughs) challenge there?
2: Yes, it is very easy to get down because we have a tendency to look around for we're social creatures. We look for for feedback from other people. So, it's very easy and and it's uh, common for us when we train people that they they're they have a question where they said you know i've always felt like i've, I've seen things differently than most people well the, that's an actual fact you do there must be something wrong with me and so the first thing is that we have an, an assessment that measures the way people see the world and then we have a, a booklet for each different one or six different ones and it describes in great detail how you communicate most effectively how you deal with conflict how you lead uh, how you manage how you communicate and people read this and they go, wow, this is me. And they get excited and they go, it's really okay to be me. So the first thing is showing showing them that there's somebody other that, that understands the way they see the world, doesn't have privy to the inside of their head, and that, that the people get really excited about that.
0: They feel validated. It's part of human nature. It's part of the ways our brain developed that... We're more aware of the negative than we are of the positive. That one offhand remark stings and stays with us longer than the five compliments that happened in the same conversation. And so if you're constantly comparing yourself to others, Lord knows that happens to all of us as we're growing up. Why can't you be like your sister or I wish I could be like Tom? The point is, and and everybody's different, you can get a sort of misinterpretation of how you fit. Because you're constantly trying to look for what's different or what's negative. The first step is to sort of like go, oh, fine, let me just validate and realize that it's perfectly okay. There's incredible strength in that because once you feel comfortable with who you are and you feel comfortable with it, it's so much easier to see the differences in other people as complementary or interesting. As opposed to confrontational or threatening. It's sort of like a, a two for one.
1: Validation goes a long way, doesn't it?
0: Oh, without a
2: doubt. We all want to be seen and understood. When people get a little bit of insight that that other people do see them and do understand them, it's very helpful to their ability to to function as the neuros more effectively and accept the differences that other people bring.
1: I feel like this would be such a great program or book for people with nonprofits, because often they start them, they feel like they have to do everything, they get real possessive instead of seeing all the strengths and plugging people in where they can best serve and then letting go of the feeling of, I've got to do it all.
0: Exactly. It's funny you say that because I've worked with a couple of nonprofits and it's been really helpful. It's that thing of letting go and saying, I don't have to do it all. And that's really important. I, all too often, culture, society tells us that we really need... Do more or trying to do more, more with less. That's a good thing. And the reality is, is that you don't have to do it all, not and and you really can't do it all. I mean, some of those things are truly acquired. And isn't it nice that whatever is something you don't do well, it's somebody else's strength? So why not take advantage of that? So if it's somebody else can do it well, heck of a deal. That's wonderful, you know. Um, but The interesting thing is, is people don't feel like sharing with that and don't feel comfortable with that, with letting go until they're comfortable with what their strengths are, Yeah. you know, because when you're comfortable with your strengths, you know where your control is coming from. You know how to stay in control of you when you're not, you're kind of flailing around and you're trying some of this and some of that. So everything can feel like a potential challenge. So then you don't want to let go of control. Um, you it know, also- the pandemic was the great, the great control leveler. So
2: <laughs> people are a little more re- receptive to hearing about it now. We've also discovered both nonprofits and entrepreneurial people will pick up and do the things that they have to do to to, to make things work. And they get caught off in doing the things that they don't like doing because they figure nobody else like, wants to do them. So I'll do them. And it's such a waste of talent to have people stuck in spending their day doing things that they really dislike.
1: We see that with families too. Often somebody will kind of be chosen to be the caretaker of a ailing parent, and then they sort of take possession and feel like they have to do everything and they don't let anybody do anything. I love what you said about then they're unhappy and they're mad and yet they're doing it, but it's not out of love and joy. So I love this. It feels like it brings a freedom.
2: We, we also we talk about the way that when you're functioning out of your natural skills, natural skills have a, a unique quality to them. It's like to say they come through you, not from you. And whereas acquired skills are coming from you and they're limited, they're learned for a specific situation. Whereas your natural skills grow and evolve and transform and take on a new opportunity as you become more adept at it and as you attract more opportunities to you because you're doing it and you shine, literally people go, well, let's take that to Gary. Let's take that to Linda Ross. Let's take that to Lori. She does that really well.
0: Another sort of litmus test you can do on something that's a natural skill is that you enjoy doing it. You do it well. And when someone asks you how to do it, you don't remember what it was like to start from the beginning. And you find that a lot with people trying to teach something because it's evolved for them. It has grown, it has deepened, and they have to step back in order to remember, okay, start here and then move like that. It's like, I don't remember how to start that. I've just always done it.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting. And it sounds like first you get in touch with you and your strengths, and then you can see others and then have the empowerment or strength to help them build and get better.
0: Exactly. But it also is amazing with relationships. It is like the secret sauce because it puts differences in a totally different perspective. So you see it differently. Well, that's interesting. That's not what I got out of it. As opposed to you're not supporting me because you're not seeing it exactly the same way I am. Learning about the different styles helps you appreciate what they do differently than you, helps you improve your communication. So the message you want to send is the one that you actually Convey as opposed to what you thought you said was not what they heard, and that you can take time to listen and be be in the present. It's a great tool for helping you just balance because relationships are key to our lives, as gary said we're we're social, we don't flourish, we don't live well, we don't thrive in isolation. We all want people around us, whether it's coworkers or family or friends, whatever. The point is you're going to be dealing with people, hopefully. A lot, because you're building whatever that size community is that makes you comfortable, whether it's two people or 20. Knowing that they are going to have different backgrounds, different everything, but different ways of making meaning makes it Interesting. If you don't have that perspective. It's extremely challenging because you run around trying to convince everybody to think like you do.
1: As you're saying this, I can think of so many examples, but it sounds like when you approach it in this way, there's a defensiveness that just drops off. Suddenly, we don't have to prove anything because we know what we know.
0: Exactly. My husband and I use it all the time. So we have this uh, family joke of live the theory because we see things differently. There are some of those arguments in life that they are just going to be there for all of our lives because we just don't see it that way. But we have an appreciation. You see it this way. I see it this way. On this one, you take it. Or on that one, I'll take it. Or, yeah, cool. It's different. All right. I'm going (laughs) to go do my thing. But we quit. Years ago, quit trying to convince each other to see things exactly the same way. Does it stop all of our disagreements? No. Does it make them a lot easier and a lot lighter? Yes, it does. They don't happen as often and we usually end up giggling now, but it, you know, they still happen. It just takes the edge. It takes the edge off of differences to have that understanding.
2: A phrase that my wife said to me one time and I was saying, why can't you see it the way I see it? Just very warmly looked back and said, I can't see it the way you see it, Gary, because I can't see it the way you see it. That sounds so obvious, but it's you know, it's like, oh yeah, exactly. My own theory thrown back in my face.
1: So when you're in a situation, probably when you first started teaching this. Maybe you didn't recognize it, but now do you kind of recognize it? And you're like, oh, th- I know what I need to do. Like she said, talking with her husband, is it like you kind of go, oh, that's what, like you recognize it or does it just come natural now for you?
2: I, you know, I think that, 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 that we, we so naturally can see, though, to repeat myself in some ways, we can only see the world the way we see the world. You have to put the effort and the energy into, into saying, okay, this isn't going right. Something's wrong here. And they're going, oh, okay, wait a second they're probably a different perceptual style than I am. They sound like they might be. And then you try changing your communication or changing your viewpoint. One of my things I say about communication is that people will listen to you whole lot more after they felt they've been heard so if you can respond back to them in a way that they naturally hear things they're more likely to hear your point and 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 give it some value the the natural way is we 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 fall back into our own style and we have to put a little effort into to recognizing that other people are seeing things differently than we do
0: yeah it's true because you are naturally you and find that for me uh, what's a great a great example is i'm a a problem solver. Oh my gosh, I've got solutions for problems you don't even know you've got. Because for me, they're fun. Problems are opportunities to make a difference. They're opportunities to be creative. Problems are fun. I have to catch myself. My natural tendency would be like, oh, you've got a problem. Oh, boy, I'm already thinking of ideas. It's a learned response to go breathe and no wait unless somebody asks if they ask and share otherwise you, you practice it but your does your natural inclination of like i got six things <laughs> it's there you just you just learn not to not say it
1: that's such a good point i did a little reel the other day i said i called a friend to tell her something i was really excited about and she thought i wanted advice
0: Yeah, (laughs) exactly, exactly. I mean, it's a really valuable tool, but I don't think it, I I think it's always something that you're consciously aware of. It's a quick go-to to to say, ah, okay, there's a little disconnect happening here. Let me stop that at the pass here before it gets started.
1: So, and it sounds like it's continual personal growth, which is so important, especially if we're working in community with other people, it's really easy to want to just be right all the time.
0: Exactly, exactly. But as you said, there's some freedom to realizing you don't have to be right all the time. Not necessarily your job to have to be right. So it's okay to let them go every now and then.
1: Isn't that nice that we don't have to yeah. solve all the problems?
2: Exactly. Exactly. saying, I don't know. Yeah.
1: I think back in the day, we heard about the generation gap, but now more than ever, millennials, Gen Z, we hear everybody thinks really different And to be able to look at what they're saying and embrace it in a way to try to understand versus going, well, we didn't do it that way.
0: Exactly. Just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means it's different. Sometimes we all can get a little too married to what our idea was or the way it was, because honestly, we just don't want to have to learn another way. There are seven other things on your plate today. And so learning how to do something else is not one of them. We can get a little bit too stuck in there's one and only one way. So uh, what Gary and I talk a lot about in training is finding agreement on the what is important. But the how, a lot of times can have individual flavor. And, you know, rather than dictating the how for everyone, perhaps if you can agree on a what, then how, how it happens, as long as what you agreed on happens, Well, isn't that wonderful? They can go left and you can go right or upside down, whatever, but a general framework. Now, I mean, obviously, there are some things in life that how we do it is very important. How you measure when you bake is extremely important to (laughs) the success of your baking. There are limitations on when you can experiment with the how, but for the vast majority of things that we do with other people, the how isn't nearly as important as
2: the what we want to do. So good. Well, I would go back to to, to to reemphasize a point that you said earlier, Lori. you said that a lot of people complain about their jobs. When we first start, we, part of one of the reasons that we developed this is we realized oh, I came out of my, my private practice where people are unhappy. And I said, I went to, to corporate America and started consulting and discovered why they were unhappy because they're busy spending all day long doing stuff they don't want to do. We've done several ty- types of you know levels of research and discovered anywhere from 60 to 80% of people dot just dislike what they do, they hate what they do. And it's a stunning number. While there's you're probably not enough meaningful work in the world for everybody to do meaningful work, there are ways to help them find that there are other ways to get meaning in your life besides work. And so that, uh, you know, besides just getting people to find work that, that's, that fits who they are, we, we, we also will focus on how we help people find doing the just period in life, the things that they really enjoy doing and feeds them and gives them meaning.
1: I hear people say a lot, I'm trying to find my purpose. And they may be older and they feel like maybe they missed mm-hmm. it.
0: My uh, initial reaction is, which purpose? because i find that the thing that we get caught up on is thinking that there needs to be a purpose a singular purpose and the the reality is is that you have multiple purposes in life just like you have multiple phases of your life you were a teenager once you were a young adult once you're you know wherever you are the point is it's like it isn't it like what's going to be the most meaningful for me right now I think there's a an illusion that we have a single purpose and we find it and we march forward into happiness. Not only is there not a single purpose, there are multiples. They come at times in your life when they should be there. But it's also that happiness isn't a destination. It's the it's the part of every day. It's finding the little things in every day. All too often we think we need to find something so that it'll fix happy. It'll make happy guaranteed that's not the thing that guarantees
2: happy mindset is a lot of people as they get older who find they're asking that question it's coming from a different perspective than Linda Ross gave is that a lot of what they've done has been from acquired skill sets and a lot of what they've done they've been told if you do these acquired skill sets you'll be happy and so we come back to the happiness thing one more time and they discover that not only did they, doing this did it wear me out but it didn't fulfill the promise. The promise was not was a false promise because you, you don't get happy. Again, happiness is not a destination and you don't get happy doing things and achieving and getting things. Happiness is something you experience inside.
1: We're talking with Linda Ross Vega and Gary Jordan. Their book is called Unlock the Power of Your Perception. Claim your natural strengths, reframe your weakness, reshape your most important relationships. So before we go, what would you really like people to take away from this today?
2: I'd like people to know that that the way they see the world is valuable, that they have skills and strengths and talents they don't even know they have. They're waiting there just to be developed. And you can discover what those are and it will change your life.
0: I agree. And I would just add that what Gary said, as you don't even know what they are, is that no matter what your age, you have untapped potential because you're unaware of what your total It would take more than one lifetime to tap into all the potential that you have if you just know where it is. Finding comfort in who you are is extremely important in life and I wish that for everyone.
1: Where can we get your book?
0: Uh, It's available on Amazon like the rest of the world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And tell us again your webpage.
0: Uh, The website for our coaching practice is yourtalentedvantage.com.
1: Linda, Linda Ross and Gary, thank you so much. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people who are making a difference.